0: Welcome to Crypto Nights, where we help you finally make sense of the trending world of cryptocurrencies. So gather your virtual piggy bank and let's get started. Welcome to the next episode of Crypto Nights, where the best minds bridge the crypto divide. I'm your host, Kant Miryala. Here is our usual disclaimer. These audios and podcasts are for educational purposes only, not a solicitation nor an endorsement for investment. You do so at your sole discretion, my friend. We suggest you do your own due diligence. We are not financial advisors. We are not recommending anything here. Tokens are highly risky. You know that. You could lose all of your invested money. And with that, let me move on to exciting stuff, such as introducing to you the guest speaker we have this time, Victor Santos, co-founder and CEO of Airfox, that is also launching and has launched a token sale. It's called Air Token. Victor Santos is from University of California, Berkeley, Walter A. Haas School of Business. Lives in Boston, Massachusetts, originally from Brazil, and that has had a significant impact on this young man who started off this company as AirFox for a couple of years in the greater Boston area. AirFox's vision is to make mobile internet more affordable and accessible. It's one of those bottom of the pyramid type of businesses where he saw, whoa, people are either not able to get microloans or if they do get them, they're being charged 40%. Yeah, that's right, 40% interest rates. And this was just too great to be ignored. And here comes an entrepreneur, Victor Santos, that looks at this and says, oh my God, I need to do something about it, right? And he's an ex-Googler, so founded by a bunch of ex-Googlers, Airfox quickly established itself as a leader in affordable data plans for prepaid wireless carriers. Incubated at Howard's Innovation Launch Lab, Airfox is at Techstars, Boston alumni, and is venture backed by Project 11, Launch Capital, NXT Ventures, among others. And now they're launching a crowdfunding via token sale. So without further ado, Help me welcome Victor Santos. So was AFOX already an existing company for a while uh, or is it something new that you started, so?
1: Um, Absolutely, yeah. So that's, uh, we've been in business now for a long time, for a long time in the the crypto world. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Yeah, we've been around now for two years. um, And, you know, we started the company with the same vision that we have today, although the. The product has evolved, and the vision is how can we unlock mobile access, you know, to emerging market, low-income subscribers. And <clears throat> the the way we started doing this was by providing wireless carriers in the United States uh, a sponsored internet platform. So think like a Cricket Wireless or a virtual operator in the United States. We would you know license. This advertising solution where users could opt into advertising and get free megabytes and free internet. Uh, that business is still running uh, in the US, but you know, we always wanted to go consumer and go directly to where the need is the most dire, which is the emerging markets. And we've been working the last year to build this consumer app uh, and also looking at blockchain, how can we use blockchain to augment our business? Uh, we then pulled the trigger six months ago. We got the app out as a beta test. Um, and today the app, the way it works is we have a browser application where it's optimized for low-end Android phones that not only saves data as the user is browsing the internet, but um, we block all the ads and push our own ads. The only difference is that you actually get rewarded air tokens for just browsing the app. Browsing the web. We share most of the ad revenue back to the user. Then the user once they've earned enough air tokens They can redeem air with with their local carrier for air or data uh, on their smartphone um, And the second phase of our product which is not out yet But is what we're going to do post ICO is taking the tens of thousands of data points that we're collecting from their browsing history from their location from the apps on their phone to create a credit score that is Based purely on smartphone data, uh, that allows us to provide micro lending of air tokens um, that can be redeemed with their local carrier as well. So this is
0: going beyond uh, air minutes into into lending, actually. So people can use this for buying. If it's micro
1: items. lending, we're still lending. yeah. So we're, we're still giving them lending in airtime. Um, but then, you know, in certain emerging markets, airtime works as a currency. So they can use that for data, or they can use that to pay their utility bill, or they can use that to uh, for minutes for a lot of different services that the carrier already has set up. So there's a whole ecosystem already set up with the carrier. Uh, since most of the financial institutions won't serve this customer, they use the carrier as a method of billing and payments. This is fascinating because,
0: see, most companies today launch off an ICO with just a white paper, and uh, there's absolutely nothing built—not a prototype, no running systems, right. etc. Forget about history. Now, this is so unusual that's got me super excited. When I first yeah. started reading up, you and I connected on LinkedIn. I went to uh, I went through some information online, and I said, whoa, this is like you said, long in terms of uh, crypto history. You're a long-standing company in, in that sense, and so you already have products, you already have." Uh, a billion plus impressions from what I understood from your website. Yeah. So, and yep. it's huge. And, and now you, the, the reason for this whole pre ICO and ICO is to expand into emerging markets. Uh, what would be examples of countries you're getting into?
1: Yeah. Are, you know, are we tested with government subsidy, uh, customers in the United States? That's where the billion impressions come from from our licensing with the carriers. Um, That's where we tested the model, and we were like, okay, there's a lot more we can do now. Once we've, you know, the app is stable, the ad tech is stable, Um, and the first market is Brazil. From the our direct to consumer app with the blockchain uh, is going directly to Brazil first, Um, and that there's a lot of reasons for that. One, um, I'm from Brazil, (laughs) and I know how to operate that market. The number two is um, Brazil has one of the highest financial services fees. In the world uh, and also one of the highest telecom fees um, and 40% of the, law, the law population is unbanked an average customer will pay 300% APR a year you know and they're spending about 50% of their income in mobile service so these are huge numbers for us and it's makes we think we can do the, the biggest impact there
0: uh, it's a famous first bowling pin it is the place of greatest need that you want to knock down in the process of expanding yeah. Makes a tremendous amount of sense. Now, uh, this may not fit exactly with your ecosystem, but typically uh, I look at tokens from, uh, there are uh, developers like you and your team, and there are investors, Mm -hmm. the people that are buying into your token, and then there are users that are actually going to use this. And then typically there's a limited supply of these tokens or probably even reducing supply over time. And then there's increasing utility or value And therefore, this token is going to be pretty valuable. And therefore, there's a motivation for investors to buy in and so on and so forth. So in that model, can you kind of explain air token? And, you know, is there a limited supply? Is it uh, going to how is it going to be utilized? Why is the utility going to increase over time and the value increase over time? So if you can fit it into this model, otherwise you can modify this model to fit you, whichever way to explain the air token, air token.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So what we did was, you know, we're selling 70% of of the tokens to the public sale and keeping 30% as reserves for a variety of different reasons like microloan reserve and uh, user acquisition. Uh, We will not issue another token offering and it's not inflationary, so we're not going to keep increasing the the market cap and there's no proof of work system for us. the way it works is that as users and advertisers and lenders are using the platform through these microtransactions, you know, AirFox is buying on behalf of the user and batching orders and buying from the open market. Right? Um, for the lenders, uh, users have to apply to be a lender in the platform. So if I was an early purchase, purchaser of Air tokens and I bought a million dollars worth of Air tokens, you know, I didn't all of a sudden have access to be the first ones to be the lender in the platform and earn interest potentially. Um, but let's say now the, the AIR, which is our symbol, is trading uh, and I want to be a lender, they're going to have to buy from the open market, right? So you're going to have to pay just to get access, right? Uh, probably at a much higher rate than an early contributor. Just because you hold the AIR token doesn't mean your tokens are subject to lending. You actually have to apply to be a lender on the platform. But for you to apply, you have to hold AIR tokens. And the amount that you hold is the amount that you can qualify to lend.
0: So let me understand this. So uh, uh, so forget the investors for a minute. There's a group called lenders. Lenders can could be an investor that's bought tokens or they can go out to the exchange yes. and buy tokens in future. But let's say I have 10 of these tokens. And now these 10 could potentially be a cash flow stream for me if I come to your company, register myself... As a lender, and one of the preconditions is, hey, do you have any air tokens to lend? Otherwise, you cannot be a lender. And I yeah, say, sir. hey, I do, and here is my wallet, and you verify it, and you say, okay, you have ten of these, and therefore you can be a lender. And then, and then, uh, what you guarantee me or assure me in some sense is, hey, here are our underwriting methods for micro loans we've collected this data and this is the default rate and this is a pay up rate. This is approximate percentage return that you're probably going to get. And this is the time period. And here is our recommended approaches instead of giving all of yours. in. so let the micro loan be further divided into micro micro loans and multiple lenders pull into that. So you don't risk too much on any single loan and blah, blah, blah. Am I going in the right
1: direction? That's exactly right. You, I've never seen someone explain as as well as you did uh, in a deep level. Yeah, that's, that's, it's a, it's a lending club microfinancing lending club right um, and you know we're, we're collecting the loan we're doing the underwriting and we're also scoring the users and bucking them into risk categories and a variety of different uh, things that the smart contract will generate and then the lenders have a website right that they go in a dashboard that they can choose um, however parameters that they want.
0: Do you have any estimate? Of, because people are kind of many people uh, who are into, especially investing into cash flow types. They t- tend to be a typically a different genre than the ones that invest on in stocks and bonds. I think sure. these are people that invest in real estate for cash flow, or Lending Club, or Prosper, or something, or Fundrise, or one of those things where they want to generate cash flow. Sure. So this falls into a very interesting asset class. Uh, so. Uh, Do you have an estimate, or is it a, it may be an unfair question, you could say that and skip it. Uh, Do you have an estimate of what the returns could be for a potential investor?
1: Yeah, it's hard to tell now because, you know, what we did is um, we were collecting a lot of data in the user and we have some sense of how the algorithm is going to look like conceptually uh, and we know, like, which data points matter the most. Uh, For example, we know that, like, location is a big one. If the user is moving a lot, Um, That's risky behavior. If they're churning with the carrier, they're probably not reliable. Uh, You know, if they... um, We have, like, apps on their phone, right? We can see which apps they're using that correlate um, with, you know, income or other things that we can collect just purely from the smartphone. And that those inputs, you know, we think are the hardest. How do you weight them? How do you actually make it so um, the inputs and the assumptions are, are correct? Uh, and then of course, you know, just like a typical insurance model or, or financial model, it's a breakage you know, system. So we know that a percentage of, of users will, will, be, will default and will not be able to pay the, pay their loan back. So we'll, ha- we'll cal- calculate based on our inputs, probably the default, unexpected loss, or right? expected loss, um, and then calculate an APR from all these inputs. Right, right now, it's, it's too early to be able to say what that, that's gonna look like from our back, and this is with a grain of salt, from our back from the envelope analysis, you know, we're thinking probably somewhere between 10 to 40% APR, uh, which may seem high, but you're talking about a high-risk customer and you're talking about a customer that's used to paying 300% APR yeah. uh, or not getting access at all, right?
0: I was about to give you a range saying that, well, yeah. f- Fundrise would be a low end, let's say they're averaging 10%. and so. I mean, you kind of have to motivate these investors. They're thinking, they're going to compare, okay, this is something I already have in the US and I can invest it and I get a 10%. I'm going to do this slightly higher risk Brazil thing if it is slightly more for me. And then for the user there, he's thinking, hmm, 30, 40% versus, oh, 25%. This is like way better, you know, something like that. So there seems to be a a lower and upper bound kind of naturally uh, there. Uh, And I think it'll be somewhere in there and probably your analytics will... Figure out over time what that number might be. I'm not looking for an exact. I was just looking for that ballpark kind of a range, and uh, and I'm I'm imagining you will do some kind of a positive deviance or uh, bright spot analysis. I remember when I was an investor or a slash advisor in Quick. Quick used to be that video streaming about seven eight years ago, which was later sold to Skype. Mark Andreessen was one of the investors and they were struggling because they were having uh, only 1% attention after 99, uh, after 90 days. So, and uh, in the typical human tendency was to look at, oh, these 99% are not renewing, what do we need to change about them? And rather we said okay why don't we invert that and look at the 1% that are coming back and say what the heck are they doing (laughs) so so I'm imagining that you will probably do some experiments to figure out uh, you know who are actually paying and what are their characteristics what apps do they go to and start figuring out some kind of a correlation and as you're I think over time your learning will improve and therefore your predictive underwriting
1: will be better as well I'm guessing so. Yeah, that's, that's the idea, you know, we're going to be implementing, we have, we're hiring like a data scientist uh, and implement a lot of machine learning algorithms to, over time, you know, predict, make sure that the, the inputs are right. We know they will change probably country by country and even maybe geography by geography um, within like one country. The other thing, you know, the strategy here is that, you know, we're, the beachhead is getting users to download the app and earn air tokens through the advertising. Then they have, we have, they have an incentive to download the app, and that gives us data to collect, right? Uh, that's what's already built out, that's live and running today. Um, so the idea is that I don't think
0: I understood that. What is the correlation with WeChat? What is the connection? I didn't get it.
1: No, 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 not WeChat. WeChat strategy. That's what I said. WeChat. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I knew yeah. I was hearing yeah. it wrong yeah. because it didn't make any sense. <laughs>
0: No, the no, beachhead,
1: <laughs> beachhead strategy makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so the beachhead strategy is to download the app and just earn air tokens as you're browsing the web, uh, and then that gives us data to feed into the algorithm to then launch the new product, right? Um, otherwise like, how do we get? it's like this catch-22, how do you get enough data to be able to predict this without burning tons of cash?
0: <laughs> Ingenious <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, idea, Victor. Uh, was that your idea? That's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I I love my job of uh, interviewing Brilliant Minds and this is phenomenal. Yeah. Really, really exciting. So, um, what is, as we look forward into the next few months, uh, what's going to happen? Is Brazil already rolled out? Will it be rolled out? What is the timeline? Uh, Etc. And, and I've, I've, I want to know that and also the timeline for this. I mean, given the amount of money you already raised for the pre-token sale, I, I'm curious about Will there be a token sale? And if so, you know, the timeline on that, I think it's there on the website, but it won't repeat it here. And then look at those two and say, okay, what happens after
1: that? Yeah, uh, for sure. So the um, the goal is to have a token sale. The wireless went live today. And that, um, you know, we got a lot of demand, a lot more than we were expecting. So it may be that it closes on the wireless. We don't know yet. <laughs> Uh, so it's 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 TBD still, but we're still waiting on our lawyers. You know, we're a U.S. company doing this, and we're um, just making sure that we. You know, we're looking at the long term. We're looking just for a cash out. For a lot of companies, the ICO is the cash out for us. This is just the beginning. <laughs> uh, we're gonna, like we're investing all that money into actually building this product, um, and you know, for Brazil, that's ready to go. We just need the money to market. The app is ready. Uh, the browsing, the browser with the ads and the you, rewards is ready. Uh, once we close the ICO, then it's hiring the smart people that can join the team, and um, you know, putting up, uh, doing some partnerships in Brazil to get this going and getting awareness of it, and start building the micro lending system.
0: Okay. Okay. And uh, and do you have a timeline for those rollouts? Yeah, in November.
1: That's the idea. In November, we're going to start marketing the app. Uh, we close, you know, everything by October. Everything goes well, um, and we're, the micro lending system. We're already thinking about it. That's already starting. Like we're running a business concurrently. You know, it's not like we're waiting till the ICO closes until um, we start start this business. We have a business that's already up and running. So we have four engineers that currently work, you know, not on the ICO, but on the product, so we announced yesterday that you know we just reduced the size of our app from 150 megs to 40 megs. Um, this is you know the stuff that we're doing, optimizing constantly and pushing out updates every two weeks.
0: 150 down to 40 meg, you reduce the footprint dramatically. Now your reach is going yeah. to be so much better. Yeah. This is very very exciting news. <clears throat> oh wow! Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you have a crack engineering team, no doubt about that. So and and. How how does it feel personally to you? I mean, you're going to be impacting lives. This is huge, right? I mean, I'm I'm reminded of that whole uh, microloans and all of that, Yunus uh, uh, Muhammad, and how he dramatically in Bangladesh, microloans literally changed the lives of so many millions and millions of people yeah. there. And then C.K. Prahlad, the professor who since passed away at Michigan, wrote the book on Bottom of the Pyramid. I mean, yeah. I would m- kind of... Me being from india i would fit this into one of those bottom of the pyramid companies leveraging the most cutting-edge technology like blockchain crypto to make something like that happen with investors in you know prosperous countries like us this is huge for me i mean this is like crazy exciting how do you feel personally to bring some ideas like that to life and being now so close to realizing the direct impact to that
1: yeah, we, you know, we, we feel very honored to be part of this mission and, you know, this is what, if you meet any, any person on our team, you will see that they're doing this, it could be working at Google, Facebook, Amazon, you know, and it, has been, it hasn't been an easy ride, I mean, we, we've all taken a pay cuts, you know, we've been doing this because we believe in it and we think there's a, a bigger opportunity in the next four years, so we're, we're in this for the long term and, you know, we're definitely honored to, to be in the forefront of using blockchain. Um, the way we see it is, you know, we want to impact the financial industries for the emerging markets. You know, go to even in the United States. I mean, we don't talk about the United States a lot because it's a smaller market. But you go to a a low income neighborhood and you see, you know, Western Union and you see these check and cash places and they charge your arm and a leg to for remittances, for payments, for anything. And you think, okay, well, the poor I am, the more I have to pay, <laughs> essentially, right? Uh so that's we it's we wanna we wanna change that. It's it's about time.
0: Yeah it's yeah, it, it is so backwards it's unbelievable. And you're so right about uh, yeah the exorbitant rates that the the poorer you are the more exorbitant the prices are. Uh and if you get into international it's even worse. And you you and I probably both understand that because we have seen international remittances over the years and they're unbelievable. So yeah. And you being from Brazil, I mean, you probably, this is even closer to your heart, right? You've probably seen uh, people that are unbanked, you know, and at a closer quarters than most people in America have. And you're you're helping them. So I'm now taking the, I mean, I talked about your inside view, but I'm now taking the outside view of how the the world could change for somebody. Um, What what do you see as uh, the impact to, If you took a person I know it won't be a Joe Smith it won't be a a different name in Brazil Um, but who would be the kind of a person that's in your target segment of users and how would how do you see their envision their life changing over time with the use of uh, a token and your services
1: yeah you know we want to be the default gateway for prepaid for low-income subscribers so you know the bigger vision we don't talk about it too much because we don't want to seem too high in the sky is you know, for financial services, for communications, for remittances, for payments, like we want to be the default place um, where users can improve their lives and move the socioeconomic ladder. Um, and I'll, I'll Maybe eventually have a social impact outside of just providing our services. So if you think of Western Union, that's pretty much what they do, right? They are focused on the prepaid market and they're a billion dollar company, over a billion dollar com- uh, company. The way I see it is like, I'm an emerging market, uh, I mean in like Brazil or India, um, I can I I'm in an extra legal economy, you know my house burns down, what do I do? <laughs> I need an emergency loan, um, and I, may, I and you know in Brazil the way it works is that and I don't know too much about India but the way it works in Latin America is that most of the people not only in an extra legal economy but are still, are all entrepreneurs because if they can't get a job because the economy is so bad they you know they'll do a hot dog stand for a year you know and they'll sell hot dogs on the beach. And they'll, um, you know, figure out a way to buy low, sell high. <laughs> it's, it's it's a hustler economy, and it's it's a transient economy. Um, you know, and it's sad that people have to live this way. But you know, if I want to start a business, you know, at least having the hope that I can have access to capital that you know to buy a hundred dollars to buy a hot dog stand to create something for my family and. Potentially, that becomes something. Potentially, it doesn't. But at least I tried, right? So we're we're enabling much more than just internet. The idea here is that we're going to become, you know, the financial institution, the place where users come to for loans, for remittances, and for you know, for carrier services. I,
0: I think it'll be way beyond that. I know I know that that's your vision, but I'm saying, in the process of getting to your vision, Victor, I have a feeling that you will become uh, a default. Practical, crowdsourced education business because the what I'm envisioning here is you will pretty soon have this group of people that are your gold standards. Uh, I won't call them students, but uh, clients or customers yeah. that are your high credit score type of people, and I can see them. Uh, you know.
1: So, yeah. Yeah.
0: they're kind of teaching saying that hey this is how I did my hot dog stand and this is how much I could I could make and and this this is how I repaid my loan and after I repaid my loan off uh, three four times my score is so high that I'm able to take this kind of a loan today yes. and and there. I'm unable to upgrade from there to. this is these are inspiring ground level sure. success stories that are going to create a, a well storm right I mean this this effect is very uh, an upward positive spiral that I see I'm 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 kind of think that, that's my guess. Okay, I'm I'm predicting.
1: I, that I didn't. I mean, that's good about that. I didn't think about that, but yeah, it makes sense. You know, you and and that's the dream, right? You have your own base, telling others about this, and um, really believing what you're selling, and not because it has created intrinsic change on them. I mean, that's that's great, and and, and it, it
0: changes your uh, it puts your advertising model on its head in the sense instead of uh, only large enterprises advertising and then these click-throughs generating cash for them and uh, you know back to the user and all of that how about crowdsourcing it's almost like uh, you're creating a positive upward spiral in the economy hey this guy won and he's teaching everybody else and when they're viewing that you know there are certain air tokens that you know are kind of are paid to them for educating themselves (laughs) so So, I, yeah, this is uh, this can be something I, I, I see you guys pretty soon as a practical hands on education uh, company where hopefully the suffering comes down a lot more because of education along various dimensions. You're talking about your your Hustler University <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: and, and, and and then there is this financial education. Hey, you know, when you take a micro loan, you don't go off and blow it at a party, you know, because yeah it's given the lack of financial education one could even do that right so and somebody that is now he he may not trust a victor santa sitting in boston or you know etc but he will trust his julio his friend his neighbor that hey this guy's life is improving right in front of my eyes
1: you know, yeah.
0: I want to know what he did. And that guy says, yeah. sure, go to my YouTube yeah. video. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so it's, in some sense, if he can do it, I can do it. But if, if this Bostonian can do it, I don't know if I can do it. So, uh, so that's, I, I see that as, uh, well, I'm, I could be wrong, but I'm making a prediction that you will also. Uh, be a, a, I, you like, that. I like that. I think it's crazy. That's, I didn't it's think about that. It's yeah. very, very exciting. And and, and they say that, that the value of a great idea is when people apply it to things you never imagined. So there you go. Yeah,
1: that's
0: true. <laughs> so, that's uh, true. Uh, anything else you wanted to tell our audiences, uh, Victor? Um,
1: you know, I how, think
0: how can how can our audience help you support you besides just sharing this audio amongst their? You know, see, our audience is very engaged, sharing. You know, because this is all that we are we are catering to brilliant ideas that change the world right and and at a deep level and yours is one of definitely one of the best so if imagine you're talking to someone specifically what what would you have them do with this audio what how can they help you in your enterprise
1: yeah you know we had a lot of people that invested in even people that didn't invest we talked to us in, in wanting to get involved um and i think you know, the beauty of the blockchain is we're crowdfunding our way into into this vision. So um, there are ways people can get involved without investing, and there are ways people can be part of this uh, outside of just putting some money in. Uh, and you know we're not experts in, for example, um, in in certain aspects of the market. You know we're crowdfunding that too. I mean we had people reach out to us that was like, hey, I did micro lending. Um, algorithms for not micro, uh, not micro lending lending algorithms for uh, bank, banks and you know we'd love to help you out in this I'm passionate about the mission I mean like that's awesome like we want people like that we want to create a community where um, everyone feels like they're adding some type of value you know that's that's why blockchain is so important it's like the lenders are, are people anywhere in the world you know the, the people working on this the people the investors everyone is Um, excited to provide access because, you know, it's, yes, if you're an investor, you may make some money, but it's a lot bigger than that, right? You can give your money to charity and then Red Cross and get, you know, 80 80 cents of the dollar goes to administrative fees so the CEO can ride on a jet. Uh, (laughs) Or you can, you know, put a one ether, $10 worth in our ICO and have a a lot more come the way or even through just pretty much helping somehow yeah
0: that's this is a fantastic out-of-the-box view of i mean this could literally go into the giving accounts of people because this is doing social good uh so where, where do they go so they let's take one at a time if they want to invest what is the website
1: yeah we have a wide open our main ico is not it's com. they just sign up for registration how much they you invest minimum is three hundred dollars um maximum is 50,000 and we did that to keep whales from, like I said, we're not doing this for the money, we had whales come in and say, hey, we want to buy your entire pre-sale and we made sure that that, that didn't happen, um, so our average check size is less than 100,000 right, even for the pre-sale so the whitelist uh, allows small investors, even for $300 to get in uh, and invest and be part of this. So whitelist yeah, like whitelist Whitelist. Uh, okay. whitelist.com
0: W h i t e l i s t dot
1: airtoken dot com and and then you just sign up and we send you a message in the next week uh, to invest. So first you have to do you know KYC registration with us. Yeah.
0: So this is all in. In other words, what you're telling the audience is this is clean, this is legit in US, and all of that. So it's compliant with SEC. in other words, so or, or what do you call? It? Am I using the right words?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's compliant, correct. I mean, we we, we don't know yet, right? Like the ICO market is extremely uncertain, uh, but we're doing everything we can from our our to make sure that we are compliant.
0: You're doing your bit uh, to make uh, sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so that was one of the second thing is if they want to stay connected with uh, your progress do you have a newsletter or an, or an update yes. of-
1: so airtoken.com uh, if you go there there's a newsletter you can sign up and we'll send you know weekly bi-weekly, bi-weekly updates
0: okay and that's the second one and the lastly if if they want to kind of reach out to you are you on Twitter or are you I mean how, how do they reach out to you Victor yeah
1: it's at uh, Adder token is the Twitter Oh,
0: at token. Okay. Oh, I like that. <laughs> it's <laughs> obvious. Well, I really thank you for, I know you're super busy in the middle of a token sale and to even imagine that you gave me time. I'm super thankful to you. And uh, I would love to periodically come back and have you give us uh, and our audiences an update on, uh, you know, Maybe I'll come back when you have rolled out things. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cetera, Happy so, wish you all the best. And if there's something that we can do specifically to help you want to put a message out, you could proactively reach out to us as well. So in that sense, our podcast is intending to be a value add both ways, you know. So I wish you the very best in your continuing token sale and in the future project. Yeah.
1: Sounds very Ken. It's really good chatting to you and definitely let's keep in touch Good luck to you. Thanks. Bye-bye.
0: Yeah. Bye-bye.
1: Thanks for listening to the Crypto Knights. Never miss an episode. Subscribe now at www.cryptonights.io.